probably did hate Mayo, and we thought it was hate at the time, because these guys are trying to take away our dreams. The Football Pod, live. Thursday, June 2nd, in Castle Bar. Check out otbsports.com forward slash events, and get your tickets now. OTB AM. With Gillette. Get into your flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor with exfoliating bar. So Leinster play Munster at the Aviva this weekend. Might not be the full Leinster team. In fact, we're almost certain it won't be. And there's a few injuries for Munster as well. But we did decide that this was an opportunity for us to compare and contrast the relative fortunes of the teams at the moment by picking a combined 15. We know people love combined teams. It's one of their favourite things about sport, isn't it? I wonder who's going to have more players in this team. It could be 50-50, Owen. Hard to tell. Especially in the 15-man team. Alan Quinlan, good morning to you. Morning, lads. How are you? Good. How many Leinster players in your combined 15 at the moment? Oh, Jesus. Um, about 12 or 13, I'd say. And that's, that's, that's not a big surprise to anyone, really. Um, I'm kind of basing it off selection for the Six Nations, really. And um, lots of... Uh, well, I suppose lots of Munster people would be disappointed with the representation and the amount of Munster players that would... Would have been on that Irish team, and um, but look, it's probably fair enough. Um, and they proved themselves in November and in and, and in the Six Nations. So the only ones that are probably getting in are Ty Byrne, um, Ty Byrne, and Andrew Conway were the ones for the Six Nations. I think if Conway is fit, he's um, he's probably getting into the team. Um, Keith Earls maybe as well if he plays enough of games. Um, the, the obvious candidates are. Peter O'Mahony, I think the way he's played um, in the last couple of months and the season he's had this year, he's been outstanding. Um, Conor Murray is not shifting Van der Fleer, but he's on the bench, you know. So you're kind of basing it off <coughs> the Six Nations, but um, yeah, there's 12, 13 Leinster players in there. I left I left Tygburn out of mine because he's not fit at the moment. So I'm kind of post-European Cup quarter-final weekend. Okay, okay. And so, uh, front row, who, all Leinster, right? Uh, I, to troll the Munster fans, I put Jenkins in second row. <laughs> all right. <laughs> that was, that yeah. was just... So, four Leinster so far. That's just being... Exactly. Well, I don't know who the second row partner for James Ryan is after... I did say it, right, because Burns not fit, but Burns in the team if he's fit. Nailed on, 100%. Guaranteed. He's definitely... In the combined team, of course, excellent answer too. But um, who would your second row be now this week if you had to pick a team? Um, it's probably Ross Maloney the way he's played against Toulouse and, and Leicester. Um, I think Finneen Witcherly was was really good, and Thomas Dehern when he came off the bench, and and obviously he has huge potential. But if you're picking a team for, um, if it was a big game this week for a combined team. Uh, would probably be Ross Maloney, really, and uh, it's. Can we just get a moment to think about Ross it's Maloney? Just reality. You, what? How? How has his game evolved to the point where, like, the skill set in the game against Toulouse the weekend, there was like two, the exact same pass where it's no look and it's straight to the breadbasket of whoever it's supposed to go to, and it's clear that they've practiced this a gazillion times, but it was like. Wow, that's pretty good. They're like basketball skills for a, a, a big man. Um, his evolution as a player, I think, is one of the testament, biggest testimonies to the coaching ticket at Leinster and also his hard work and him as an individual. So he's got to get a lot of credit for that. But he's on the fringes of Ireland selection at the moment, isn't he? Yeah, he is. I think he's um, his game has improved so much, I think. And uh, always very talented and skillful would have 
showing that me schools rugby and and representation uh, representing underage teams in Leinster. Um, I just think he was kind of probably pigeonholed as being not the biggest second row and most physical second row in the world for a number of years. And the and, I, and look, I'm guilty of it too. Picking this kind of athletic. Uh, football line-out winner and then a bit of a kind of a brute and a physical type second row. Um, but the game has evolved a lot as well that it's all about pace and tempo now and I think he's got bigger in himself. He's obviously grown. He's he's not a young player. He's 27 and some players are a little bit later developing as well. Um, I'm not saying that he wasn't developed at 21, 22, 23 but I think he's learned a lot. He's probably, He looks more confident and I think if you, you know, he hasn't been selected in the big games over the years. Um, up until now, um, he's always been seen as a very valuable asset to the Leinster squad and played loads, loads of league games. But um, you're talking about the skill set, Jaron. That's just repetition and, and it's footballing ability. And I'm sure he, ha- he had that footballing ability in him. But just, um, you know, repetitive work around that area and uh, trying to build his confidence as well. He's always been a brilliant line-out player and uh, really intelligent in running a line-out, which is a great asset to any team. So um, if Leinster had a Brad Thorne or, um, you know, some type of player like that, or even Jenkins coming in, if Jenkins was there to start the year, would they have selected Ross Maloney because of the perception around that physicality? So yeah, I, I don't know. In some ways, he's been selected because... They've been kind of forced into that selection, really. Uh, Ryan Baird has been injured as well. so And he's actually shown people, wow, this guy actually can deliver and play at this this level. Um, he's not the biggest second on the world. Um, and that that sounds like a criticism. It's not. I think he's, he's actually, he's probably been pigeonholed in that bracket for a number of years that he's not this big, strong brute. Um, but I think he's grown, he's developed, he's got stronger. And looking at the work rate around the field and the tackles and obviously his skill set. So I think he, he deserves a massive credit and I think he should go to uh, to New Zealand now because he's shown people what he can do at the top level and he can handle that, that physicality. Uh, it wasn't just the skills on Saturday. He was his tackle reload, his work rate, his fitness levels and... You know, I think he he deserves massive credit for what he's done. Is it fair to say that maybe there was like a huge expectation, not huge expectation, but a certain degree of expectation on him at the very start? Like he plays really well in a game against uh, Bath in in 2016. Leo Cullen is quite open in terms of managing his rise to the top. He talks about like focusing quite a lot on the gym work that maybe he just needed a couple of years, uh, not away from the limelight, but like I guess allowing Devin Toner and James Ryan to be kind of your, your two starting locks and for kind of this guy to be developing away in the background and maybe Leinster knew that this was going to happen a lot more than, than we would. Yeah, I, there's certain players that they become excellent provincial players and you think they're just sitting below on that level of being a top-class international and getting to that level. And sometimes unfairly we kind of label them at that level and um, they don't get the opportunity they, they, you really rely on them and you know that they're very good players and you don't you love playing with them but they're just kind of in everyone's head they're just that level below and sometimes it is perception and it's selection as well if you're continuously getting called up into international level you do get a kind of a uh, a status within the group that you're an international and it can be very unfair at times and there's loads of guys I would have played with that 
they would have been in that position that, oh God, they're brilliant players, they're unbelievable professionals, but they're not international. They, they're not getting called up to internationals because they're just that level below, yeah. that top level. So you can get kind of labelled and left in that group. But I think what I admire about what he's done is he's continuously kind of turned up for Leinster, even in those league games away to the Dragons or Edinburgh um, you know, on the Friday nights or the Sundays through the internationals the last number of years he continuously turns up and plays really well so I think his level of performance he's just taken it another level and he has got stronger and will, so will, some guys again can he keep Jenkins out of the team next season? Um, well the way he's playing at the moment um, if he continues in that level and I think his perception will have changed, so he'll have a different swagger about him if he finishes the season strong and, and you know they win a European Cup and the URC and he goes to New Zealand. Well, then it's a totally different perception that everybody has of him going forward. Um, so you don't know, like okay. uh, we don't know where Jenkins is either. To be honest, he hasn't played that really well for Munster. He's shown glimpses. He's a big, big man. I'm sure they'll try and improve him in certain areas, particularly in the for a big fella in the physical stakes. Um, he probably needs to get to a different level and use his strength and, and size. But okay. Ross Maloney, I think, has been brilliant and he deserves credit. The back row, um, Caelan Doris, six, Josh van der Fleer, seven, Jack Conan, eight, is the Leinster back row. Who from Munster gets in that at the moment? Well, Peter O'Mahony is injured for this weekend, but I just think it. Like in November, I'd be going for Doris Cohn and Van der Fleer. Um, three exceptional players, um, unbelievable balance to that back row. But I just think the way Mahoney has played in the last few months against far more pressure than the Leinster back row would have been under. Um, I think he has to get in there somewhere. Um, Six. Maybe at six and Jack Conan loses out and goes to the bench like he did for some of the, the latter part of the Six Nations, which is unfair because I've always stated I'm a Jack Conan fan and I think he's a great footballer and it's been incredible to see him get the best out of himself in the last couple of years uh, after maybe a Ross Maloney type number of years, if you like. Um, he's taken that step up and been brilliant and went in the line. So it's very unfair very little separating um, them but I think like it isn't monster bias I think even the Leinster fans would admit O'Mahony has been exceptional you know the Exeter games the turnovers against Toulouse um, against un- so, under so much pressure um, I think he's been phenomenal and he's played really well for Ireland as well so he's had a really really consistent year Peter O'Mahony so he's probably the only one that in that background that can challenge that situation Hopefully, Kendall and John Hodnett and these guys, Gavin Coombs, can can put a bit more pressure and, and push themselves into Irish recognition next year. Yeah, and with the Mary with the Mary midweek yeah. games, I, you'd hope they all go. Like and Jack O'Donoghue. Jack, o, Jack O'Donoghue has been exceptional as well. So, but you know, top class internationals. Um, I, I just look at the players I played. I was trying to get into an Irish team in 2009, the Grand Slam. Heaslip, Leamy, Wallace, Ferris. Phenomenal not, not players, bad. and just sometimes they're just they're just at a level. You think of Sean O'Brien, um, and the power of these guys. You know, this Leinster back row are kind of up 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 at that level. They're that good. Yeah, they're that powerful. They're that balanced. So sometimes there's good players underneath are just 
unfortunately they're going to be a bit unlucky and if they wait for opportunities whether through an injury or a drop in form um, but I just think O'Mahony has been brilliant this year I don't know if you agree or disagree with me I, I think because I have to be you know I want to be careful I think um, the last two O'Mahony performances right? that, that yeah, like completely yeah, changes the perception exception. yeah it does and I th- but I think Owen he's been very consistent this year in the games he's played as well and it's not just coming up with an odd steal or in the line out or at the breakdown I think he's tackling he's carrying everything has been on um, a different level for Peter O'Mahony Okay, so Omani's the first first um, player in the in the combined fifteen. After that, then the nine and ten, I think there's no real they room. They picked themselves, yeah. Yeah, they so themselves. Gibson Park and Sexton, and then on the wing, like James Lowe is in the team. But after that, is it does Zebo get in or does Earls get in? Earls gets in. Jimmy O'Brien ahead of Jimmy. It's it's very difficult, and again, Jimmy O'Brien is on. <laughs> um, He's one of those players. He's just been brilliant for Leinster this year, hasn't he? You know, he was one of the nominees for the European Player of the Year after February. You know, I think he got four tries against Bath, didn't he? Um, his, his performance is exceptional. Work rate, tackle, kick chase, um, defensively rock solid. So um, he'd probably be arguing the same point about, um, you know, getting his opportunity to get up to international level and he's someone who could go to New Zealand as well and probably deserves to go um, we need to bring 80 players to New Zealand that's what we need to do <laughs> well I tell you though, you know like if you look at Conway in the Six Nations he was brilliant and I think Ireland kind of sparked off his season um, he wasn't that good for Munster pre-Christmas um, even even November internationals um, he was very very good he was brilliant he just looked a different player when he played for Ireland um, obviously, he's had a few injuries and, and been very unlucky. We haven't seen him play in a while. And um, I think it fit Andrew Conway, the way he was playing for Ireland. Um, challenges. Um, Keith Earls, again, he's had a, a, a stop-start season with injury, but um, just his quality, it's hard to ignore that. So, you know, James Lowe is on one wing for definite, and then you have a big debate about who you pick in the other wing. If they're fit and healthy, Conway's not hasn't played matches at the moment so that maybe rules him out if you're picking the team as you say Ger, for this week um, very hard to leave Jimmy O'Brien out I think Keith Earls is such a player such a wonderful uh, okay. attitude to the game but so who are you picking I don't know your team well just to get another monster man in I'll pick Earlsy and Jimmy O'Brien um, won't be happy but uh, just to get another monster player in Hugo Keenan's full back and no real need to talk about that is there no okay no debate whatsoever the only other place that I had somebody in I had Dialende and Henshaw but like well uh, there's one thing and I was thinking about this as well um, you just can't leave Dialende out even though Henshaw and and Gary Ringrose exceptional players exceptional combination maybe people will disagree but I just think he's so you can imagine who, if the Dialende was playing you can imagine if Dialende was playing in the Leinster team Ger, yeah. what, what he would do He'd be pretty phenomenal good. <laughs> getting that quite a ball he's been on the back foot a lot and he still does unbelievably special things he's so strong his hands are so good um, who are you leaving out you're leaving out Robbie Henshaw or Gary Ringrose well for any of the guys left out they're, they're definitely coming off the bench very very quickly so there should be two uh they're in the 23, shall we say. So they shouldn't be two. And there's another test the week after, so they might get a start there. 
Um, I don't know. Well, I think Dialinde is the first centre, isn't he? So, um, Robbie Hensha can play 13. So, um, maybe you're playing you're playing the Springboks and are are you playing England and you're looking for physicality and you play the two of them together. Um, you want that bit, the subtle skills and the bit of balance in the outside centre and more pace probably than you're going with ring rows. So you've got for Who Henshaw. are you picking? I picked Henshaw. Like, but it's a toss Yeah, up. probably Henshaw. Probably Henshaw. But like, has has, has Diolande already signed for the, the, his next club or can Leinster come in with a last gasp effort? Take Jenkins <laughs> and Diolande and make your dream a reality. You never know. He might he might be going there. It's not my dream, Jesus, to see Damien Diolande play for Leinster. I didn't want him to go in the first place for Munster because... I do think he um I think there'll be better things happening in the Munster next year. They'll be uh they'll be better hopefully. You're, they have to be and you're you're a judge you're the Irish judge for the European player of the year, Quinny. Um do you tell us in advance who the who you're voting for or is that like only well, after we we, we we genuinely haven't picked it yet, right. um uh Ger, because um we decide that we kinda end up having um we have a meeting the 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 morning of the of the the final in Marseille, so we have a breakfast and nice. we have a conversation. We have a conversation about basically a little, a little about croissant before conversation. A little croissant, yeah. Um, we have a conversation really, really about the five players and the, their merits, um, and it's not um, it's not decided till after the game. Right. Okay. Well, that makes sense because. Let, yeah, of course, because it's, you have to be fair. And really, the reality here is there was 15 players picked in in, um, in February um, on a short list of, of t- moving forward into the kind of knockout stages. Um, and realistically, you look back in the EPCR player of the years, they come from the probably the winning team or possibly they have to come from the finalists. Really? Yeah. Unless somebody has this crazy pool stages that... They score tries in every game, get loads of man of the matches, and do the same right up to semi-finals or something like that. But historically, they've come from from the the, the winning team or maybe the losing side. So James Lowe has come out of no, not come out of nowhere, but he wasn't in that original fifteen. I'll tell you who the original fifteen were: Gregory Aldrich, Alex Dombrand, Caelan Doris, uh, Dupont, Fiku, George. Ford, Michael Lowry, Jimmy O'Brien, Jack O'Donoghue, th- two players we spoke about there. Damien Pennell, Semi Randrandra for Bristol, Sam Simmons, Marcus Smith, Josh van der Fleer and Cameron Walkie. James Lowe wasn't in that group. Um, and you have this wriggle room to add a player or two if they if they if they, they catch the eye basically. Yeah, yeah. Now I will say, and it's like a, a great selector told me once that uh, when I wasn't picked and it's a certain team that they voted for me, but the others didn't. <laughs> I vote I vote I had James <laughs> I had James Ryan down on the or James Lowe down on the, the, the my shortlist in, in, in February. Right. Um, well, they but I just think he's been exceptional. And it doesn't matter. Look, you could have there's lots of other the, the other judges had different players down that you don't agree. We're only a percentage of the vote. Um, then the public vote as well. So I think that's the good thing about this vote. It's it's a public vote and then the judges um, a certain percentage of our, our, our we make the final decision really um, at the end of it, but I think this public vote was was very, very hev- heavily weighed towards the public back in, in February, and it was okay. 
it was it was difficult with the pool stage with COVID and everything like oh, that. Yeah, but we're down to the we're down to the final five. Josh van der Fleer, Gregory Aldrich, James Lowe, Caelan Doris, and Anton Dupont. People probably argued in, in February that Dupont had only played one or two games because of COVID. But I just think he got in there because Toulouse were got into the knockout stages and and he's um, Antoine Dupont you, World Player of the Year would have been yeah and you'd probably have you'd probably have egg in your face if Toulouse went on and won a round 16 quarterfinal exactly. semi-final final yeah, he's if they did that he yeah. would have been there so um, I still think even in the games you know that Munster game Leinster game he was he was brilliant um, Aldrich I think has been exceptional for La Rochelle so we and see then the other three yeah, are, are still all in it. Go on. You should, like I'm sure you'll still find a way of like giving the award to Peter O'Mahony. <laughs> it's a public oh, vote. I will, or, or, the, or the other judges. Everyone. Like, oh, I mean, it's the right call. What do you, right you, right you suggest in there? That you know you're rugby. <laughs> right. Right. Well, if Munster, Munster had won, he probably he could have got in there with oh, the totally, with yeah. performance against Toulouse. But I think, look, um, the front runners here are. On, on, if, look, if. If if La Rochelle win the final against Leinster, which is a tall order, Gregory Aldris is going to win. You it. would imagine. Yeah. Well, he might and he might not. If it's a very tight game, last score of the game where La Rochelle win it when some of the other players have okay. been exceptional. Well, look, we- um, but they're great players, and I think it's a great. I just wish he was there in 2008 when I had a, probably a good season when Munster win it. I might have been in the running, but unfortunately, they only started in 2010. Right. Always, always just a little bit ahead of your time, Quinny. Oh, That's the oh, problem. Oh, oh, you'd have given it to me in 2008, wouldn't you? 100%. Did you not get it that Thank year? You. Thank if you. If so, that's an absolute yeah. crime. Maybe off the ball can do up one uh, for 2008. Yeah, that's what we'll do. We'll, we'll Retrospectively, we'll grandfather one in. Quinny, good stuff. Thanks a million. Cheers, lads. Thanks, guys. Alan Quillen's uh, combined 15. A uh, few talking points in it. OTB AM with Gillette. Get into your flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor with exfoliating bar.